If you would open up your Bibles to Psalms 28, Psalms 28, I'll tell you what's on the, uh, the mind of the Spirit tonight. He wants to encourage us. All I heard in the Spirit was talk about active faith. Active, A-C-T-I-V-E, active faith. You can look in the book of uh, James, and we preached on it before. You can look at dead faith. You can look at demonic faith. Uh, or you can look at dynamic. Come on, the, the active faith. Something that will change everything. And so, tonight I want you and I to, uh, to, to look at some things just to, to, just to encourage us and strengthen us. And, and, uh, right now you need faith like never before. Amen. I need faith like never before. And, and I was thinking about when I was a little boy, we'd leave my, uh, uh, grandma and grandpa's there on my, my mom's side and, and, uh, after I'd been working in the garden or whatever and, and, uh, she'd always stop there at the Bowden Bend and, and pull in there and, and she would buy $5 worth of gas. And so this was, this was sometimes in the, in the late seventies. She'd pull in there and buy $5 worth of gas. And I was thinking, you know, that's what we're trying to do today. Now, how much gas could, you can't even buy lawnmower gas. You can't buy weed eater gas. Come on. Uh, it costs you more now, uh, to buy lawnmower gas than it did to fill up your vehicle. Just so, uh, you know, we can't operate on the faith of yesterday. We're going to have to have more and more faith because the Bible said where sin abound, grace would abound. But the grace of God, it operates in your ability of faith, in your ability of knowing what God has for you. And so that's why we're going to talk about this tonight. Uh, Psalms chapter 28. There are just nine verses. Uh, let, let's read all these nine verses, but I want you to concentrate on verse seven. Uh, but I think we need to read them to get it in our heart. Psalms 28, verse number one. If you're there, say amen. This is a Psalm of David. He says, unto thee will I cry, O Lord, my rock. Be not silent to me, lest if thou be silent to me, I become like them that go down into the pit. Hear the voice of my supplications. When I cry unto thee, when I lift up my hands toward thy holy oracle, draw me not away with the wicked, with the workers of iniquity, which speak peace to their neighbors, but mischief is in their hearts. Sounds familiar? Hallelujah. Verse 4. Give them according to their deeds, according to the wickedness of their endeavors. Give them after the work of their hands. Render to them their desert, their desert. Pardon me. Because they regard not the works of the Lord, nor the operation of his hands. He shall destroy them and not build them up. Verse 6. Blessed be the Lord, because he hath heard the voice of my supplications. You believe that tonight? Amen. Now notice verse number 7, and hold that in your heart. The Lord is, present tense, my strength and my shield. My heart trusteth in him, and I am helped. Notice that's active faith. My heart trusts. I have a believing heart in the Lord, and that's what brings forth the help. I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiceth. With my song will I praise him. The Lord is their strength, and he is the saving strength of his anointed. Verse 9, save thy people, bless thy inheritance, feed them also, and lift them up forever. And lift them up forever. Brother Donnie, would you pray? Yes. Yes. 
Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Brother Donnie. Thank you for honoring the word. Thank you for your presence here tonight. Uh, you could have stayed home after that uh, thunderstorm that we had. Uh, you could have said, well, I'm not getting back out. And uh, according to the map, you know, we had a chance for some other things. But thank God he takes care of us. Amen. So I'm glad that you're here tonight. I'm glad Sister Linda's back with us. But I want you tonight just to be in the place and the position just to hear what the Spirit of God would say to you and just to quicken you about having active faith. Now, the psalmist David here, notice what he said. He made this statement, the Lord is my strength and my shield. And he said, because of that uh, that understanding, that revelation of who the Lord is. See, you and I, we need a fresh revelation every day of who the Lord is. It's not that the Lord changes, but our ability to see who God is, to see what He wants to do, what He has done, what He's promised, that's what changes. Because you and I talked about it this morning. As we look into uh, the Word of God, we're changed from glory to glory. We start looking more like Jesus. But He said... Um, the middle part of the verse, I want you to write that on the table of your heart. He said, my heart trusted. In other words, I had faith. My heart trusted in him, in the Lord, and I am helped. So what you and I have got to see that active faith uh, is going to be in a situation where you've got struggles. You've got troubles. You've got problems, but you trust in the Lord. How many trust in the Lord tonight? Come on, I trust in the Lord, don't you? So uh, having faith doesn't mean that you're going to be absent from problems. It doesn't uh, put you in, in a, a glass house of, of, of protection. Uh, you and I, we're going to have to go through things. We're going to have to deal with things. There'll be, there'll be struggles and problems. There'll be attacks of the enemies uh, and all of these things. But you have the word of God to stand on that promises you and I that God will deliver us through them all. Amen. And so tonight I want us to see how we can be active like David is in this situation and can build ourselves up. I'm, I don't have a long message, just a short message to get in our heart, but I want you to notice what he said. The first part of the verse, he said, the Lord is my strength. This is a Hebrew word, Oz, and it simply means that God is your strength. He's your force. He, he's he's your, uh, your 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 majesty. He's all of those things. And so when you see present tense, that no matter what you feel like, like I was uh, was talking about, what your, your brother Donnie was talking about, some of the rest of you in our testimonies, uh, when we feel our weakest, or when we feel the biggest discouragement or despondency, or all of those things, it doesn't matter what we're feeling. Our active faith tells us who God is. Amen. He is. That's who he is. And so tonight, I want you and I to be in that place where we we just tell the devil when we feel so weak and we feel so inferior and we we feel hopeless. We tell the devil the Lord is. He is my strength. Amen. He is my strength. He's never going to fail. God never gets tired. The Bible says he never sleeps. He never slumbers. He never grows weary. Amen. That's your God. That's your Father. That's your Lord and Savior. That's Jesus Christ. And so let's look at the very first time this word is used. Go with me uh, to the Old Testament, the book of Exodus, chapter 15. See, the Bible is, we, we've got a law. It's called the law of first mention, the law of first president. When you and I, uh, Look at where a word is used, and, and we're talking about where Oz is translated for strength for the first time. Then, then you can learn so much about what God is trying to say to us. So in Exodus chapter 15, let's pick it up in verse number 1. Now what I want you to keep in mind, in the 14th chapter, we see how God has just took uh, two and a half, three million people out of Egypt. 
across the Red Sea. Amen. That's the kind of God that you and I serve. That's the kind of strength that he has. Egypt in your Bible always has to do with bondage. Uh, and Pharaoh is a type of the devil anytime you read about him. So I want you to see how God went into the devil's territory and he pulled his people out. Now, all the time that God's people were in Egypt, they were in a place of protection. They were in a place of blessing. You and I were in this world, but we're not of this world. Come on, you're in a place of protection. You're in a place of provision. God's going to meet your needs. His hand is going to be upon you. They were in, where were they at? They were in Goshen. Come on, you and I, we're in the church. We're in the body of Christ. And so we're in the middle of all sorts of bondages and struggles and problems. But we're in God's midst. He is surrounding us. Amen. And so the Lord is our strength. So uh, God just brought them out. And look what it says, Exodus 15, 1. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song. See, you and I, we need to have the songs of deliverance. We need to have the songs of victory out of our lives. And so we look, and, and this is the Old Testament, and we look at how uh, they're doing this not by faith, but they're doing this because of what they saw. But tonight, you and I, we walk by faith. We live by faith. We have active faith. And so we need to look at what God done in this type and shadow in the Old Testament and believe that God will do it for us tonight. So we need to sing We need to praise. We need to worship before we ever see it manifested. That's active faith. That's the kind of faith that will deliver you. See, I've been staying too long in Egypt in some areas in my life. I've been I've been uh, just uh, allowing the situation to determine the smile on my face or determine the the countenance of my voice, the countenance of my face, the 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 the, the very uh, step in my feet, whether they have joy, whether they have victory or not. I can't do that. The Lord is my strength. He's the one who has labeled me as his own. He is the one that has called me delivered in victory and all of those things. And I need to live by it. Then saying Moses and the children of Israel, this song unto the Lord and spake saying, I will sing unto the world. Under the church. See, this is personal. See, you can have all the victory in the world and I can be sitting beside you and I can be bound up and in a mess. Because you're what? You're singing what you have. You have it by faith. Amen. And I can be saying, well, I'm not going to say a word till I get it. Well, guess what? I'm not going to ever get it. I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. Come on. Jesus is, is the victor. Amen. The horse and the rider hath he thrown into the sea. You and I, we've got to see Satan and all of his cohorts. We've got to see all the imps and all the work of hell. We've got to see them under the feet of Jesus. We've got to, what did Jesus, what did God prophesy? The very messianic, first messianic prophecy of Jesus Christ, Genesis chapter three said that Jesus would crush the head of the serpent. Said it would bruise his heel, but he would crush it. That's what happened out here. The serpent's head got crushed because God directed my footsteps. The Bible says the footsteps of the righteous, they're ordered by the Lord. 
So every time you take a step, the Lord is your strength. Amen. He's leading you out of Egypt and he's leading you into the place of complete deliverance and the complete victory in him. Amen. It's for you and I tonight. Notice you've got to see the devil defeated. Now here's why we came here. Verse two, the Lord is my strength. He's your Oz. So I need to do what they done by looking and seeing that deliverance and victory. I need to do it by faith tonight. I need to start speaking some things that the devil has held me back in that is a a stronghold, that is a hindrance, that is a limitation, that is a chain. And I need to speak the Word of God because the Word of God will break those chains off. The Word of God will do what only it can do. The Word of God makes you and I free. Amen. So the Lord is... Present tense, my strength. He's my Oz. He's the one that's going to do it in my life. I can't do it. You can't do it, but he can. Come on, let's see the devil defeated. Let's see him swallowed up in the sea. Let's see the horse and the chariot. Those things that dominated, those things that controlled, those things that kept God's people in a place where they were having to work for him. Come on, that's what they did. They made brick after brick after brick after brick. It's time that you and I work for the Lord. Come on, the flesh has kept me from doing the things of God. The the flesh has told me that I, what I couldn't do, what I can't do, and all of those things, and, and tried to keep me in a place of limitation and hindrance. No, I see those things swallowed up in the sea. I see the Lord is my strength. If God tells me to do something, guess what? I can do it because God said so. Not because I feel like it, not because it looks like it, but because God said so. Amen? That's our God. And so we're coming out of Egypt. We're coming out of bondage. We've been delivered. We've been baptized into the same Moses cloud. Paul goes into great detail. You need to study 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and look at the baptism that's um, plural, S, that's in that chapter and see where you're at. Now you and I, we've been baptized by the Holy Ghost into the body of Christ. Come on, that's where we're at. And so I need to see that those things have been swallowed up in the sea. Okay. The Lord is my strength and song. So I'll never go beyond my speech. Remember this morning as we were closing out in Philippians chapter 2, the the apostle Paul wrote to the church at Philippi and he said, do all things without murmuring. I am a world-class murmurer. In the flesh. But I can get deliverance over that. I can see that swallowed up in the sea. And I can I can sing the song of deliverance. I can sing the song of victory. Amen. And, and, and we can see a, a great work. The Lord is my strength and my song. Now notice this. And he has become my salvation. See, we got to sing the song before we ever see the salvation. We'll never have the promises of God until we speak them out of our own mouth. So when we start talking about Satan and his cohorts being swallowed up, guess what happens? He gets swallowed up. And we recognize, we, we start feeling that, that baptism uh, of, of, of Moses, that, that one that brought salvation. But we start feeling that baptism of power of the Spirit of God all around us it's, that, that keeps us and protects us and leads us and guides us. Amen? We start singing about that. We start talking about it. And we say, the Lord is my Oz. He is my strength right now. And that song is what brings you to that place of victory, that place of peace. Amen. That's what God has for us tonight. 
And so I want to live in that. I want to walk in that. I want to have active faith toward that. And I want to see that it's not something uh, that I have to beg for. It's something I have to believe for. See, I wasted so many years begging God. God don't want me. I'm not a beggar. You're not a beggar. We're children of God. We have an inheritance. We're not to beg. We're simply to believe. Can we believe in tonight for some deeper things? Yes, we can. And we're going to. Amen. The Lord is my strength and my song. And he has become my salvation. Now, what happens when he becomes your savior, His your salvation? He is my God. Come on, the God of the universe. He's your God. And he claims you as his own. Isn't that amazing thought? That the God who created all things with the power of his voice. He calls you his own. And look what he has for you. And what you and I have for him. And I will prepare him a habitation in my father's house. See, Jesus, he made a way that you and I could have a home in heaven. Even in this earth. Remember, in John chapter 14, Jesus said, I'm going to go away. In other words, I'm going to go to the cross and I'm going to give my life. They're going to place me in a tomb, but the tomb can't hold me. I'm going to lay down my life. But then God, the father says, I have the power to pick it back up. And when I pick back up my life, I'm going to prepare many mansions. I'm going to prepare an abiding place in heaven, uh, Monet, an abiding place for you. And, and you're going to be able to live from heaven, even in this earth. Today. So we have been cleansed up by the blood of Jesus. We've been washed and these temples have been made brand new. And now we're the, the temple of the Lord. Over and over, 1 Corinthians 3, 1 Corinthians 6, 2 Corinthians, uh, we are that temple of the Holy Spirit. And so you and I, everywhere we go, we have that abiding presence, that infilling presence of the spirit of the living God. We are his temple. Notice what he said. I will prepare him in a habitation, my father's God, and I will exalt him. You and I can exalt the God above all in this earth. Wow. Let that sink in. The God that is above all, that Jesus, that name that is above all. He said out of his own mouth in Matthew chapter five, verse number 16, he said that by your good works, by my good works. Can we glorify God? Wow. Somebody lowly like me, somebody lowly like you, we can bring God glory. The Lord is my strength. I'm going to sing the song of deliverance. I'm going to sing the song of salvation. I'm going to sing the song of victory. I'm going to sing the song of provision before I ever have it. And it's going to come in my life. Amen. All right, let's go back. Psalms 28, verse number seven. He said, the Lord is my strength. And notice what he said. He said, the Lord is my shield. Now tonight, do you believe that? I have to believe that. The Lord is my shield. He's my protector, my buckler. He, Brother Corey mentioned it this morning uh, during worship service. We've got to see who God is and we've got to speak it out. How many times have you heard somebody say, well, God never does that for me? Guess what? I've just, when I, if I've said that, I've just tied the Lord's hands and he can't do it for me. 
So I need to back up and repent of that. And I need to say, no, the Lord is my buckler. He's my shield. He's the one that when the enemy comes in, uh, that like a flood, he's going to loose Jesus Christ on my behalf. Amen. Now let's look at the law first mentioned in this word. Um, go with me. This, we was in Genesis 15. Let's go to, um, I mean, it was in Exodus 15. Let's go to Genesis 15. Let's see where this Hebrew word is mentioned for the first time. This is where God is, uh, uh, just used Abram to restore Lot and, uh, in the, the situation with these, uh, four kings and, and this great battle. And, and so the very first thing he says in Genesis 15, 1, Genesis 15, 1, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision. Don't you love that? You and I, we need to close our, our, our flesh eyes where we can see some things in the spirit. We need to know that the, the moving of the spirit in the Old Testament, uh, there was types and shadows of the liberty and the more freedom and the victory that we'd have in the covenant of grace. But he, he came to Abram in a vision saying, fear not. See, any area in my life that I'm, I have fear in, I'm looking at the wrong thing. I'm listening to the wrong voice. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, right? So then. So I, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now faith is a, the title deed for you and I to be able to receive the impossible. And so uh, God's giving Abram a vision. He, he, he showed him what he done, him and his 318 trained men, but he's getting ready to show him that he has more for him. You and I, we need to talk about the battles like we just talked about in our testimony service, but we need to see that God has more for us. Amen. He's our shield. And the more that God has for you, the more the devil's going to come against you. Are you butting your head against the devil lately? Come on, are you, come on, there's some things happening. The, the devil's desire is to still kill and destroy you. He wants to destroy you before you walk in uh, this active faith that brings God glory. Amen. So here, here, notice what's fixing to happen. He's, he comes to Abram in a vision and he says, fear not. So if we'll see the things and the words of the Lord, we won't have fear. He says, fear not, Abram. He calls him by name. He said, I am thy shield. Isn't that something? Out of the mouth of God. God wants you and I to know that he's our shield. He's our buckler. He's our protector. Come on, that, that's what this word is. He, he, he's Azar. He's, he, he's the one that wants to surround you all the way around your life. But if God said it, and he said it to Abram before he become the father of faith. Come on. In other words, you don't have to have perfect faith. Start right here where you're at tonight and say, say it out. Come in agreement with God. God, you are my shield. I'm going to have active faith in this. You are my shield. And see, he'll take you from being an Abram to being an Abraham. He'll take you from being, Abram means elevated father. Come on, the flesh wants to elevate itself. But when God named, renamed him, added the fifth letter uh, of the alpha, Hebrew alphabet to his name and a, named him Abraham, he become the father of faith, the father of many nations. And, and so tonight you and I need to be in that agreement. We need to hear the word of God. We need to see the word of God for ourselves. And we need to see that God is saying, this is what I am to you. So those things where the devil has been getting to us, where he's been hindering us and hurting us, limiting us, we need to speak out the word of God. We need to say what God's saying and let it happen. I am thy shield. Now notice this. And thy exceeding great 
reward. Do we believe that? See, that means, first of all, you've got to see God as your shield, your surrounder, you're the one who gives you aid. You see him that first, and then he brings you the understanding of the reward. Now, this is important. See, you and I, we want the reward first. God, I want my healing first. I, I want my deliverance first. I want my victory first. But see, if I don't see God as the one who's going to aid me, surround me, my Azar, my protector, the moment he gives me whatever it is I'm seeking for, the devil comes in and he takes it from me. And then my last state is worse than my first. Come on. Thank you, Sister Michelle. Hallelujah. We're talking about truth tonight that will change everything about our lives. So I, I want to see that. I want to see that the Lord is my shield. He's my exceeding great reward. He wants to bless you. He wants to take care of you. Now drop down with me. We're in verse number one. Well, I just want to hit a few things here. Drops down to verse 18. Now this is after Abram gives the great offering uh, to the Lord. But as soon as he gave that offering, that that meant that he come in covenant with God. See, when you and I, when we accept Jesus, the great offering, then we've come in covenant with God. But he had to keep the devil, when darkness come, he had to keep the fowl of the air off the offering. He didn't let anything touch what he was believing in. Because why? Because God had something for him. What was the enemy trying to keep him from having? Look at verse 18. Genesis 15, 18. In the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, Unto thy seed have I given this land from the river of Egypt unto the great river of Euphrates. In other words, this is his exceeding great reward. This is the, the, the promised land. What does that mean to you and I tonight? We're not interested, per se, in that land physically, but we're interested in it spiritually. The promised land represents all the promises that's in this Bible. And so through faith, you and I, we can have every promise. But guess what? The devil has 10 different kinds of nations, 10 different types of attacks, 10 different workings to try to steal from us. Look what the word says. Verse 19. The Kenites. Now, I, I love this. The Kenites, uh, the sons of Cain, it, it, it has to do with a spear that is striking lightning fast, but it also has to do with the striking of a musical note from the Hebrew. So the first battle that you and I are going to fight is the devil is going to try to attack us and he's going to try to take our song away from us. It's like a spear, but it's like a spear that's striking a musical note. In other words, it wants to get our eyes off of what God's promised, our song of victory. Amen. So the first thing you're going to encounter is the devil wants to, to steal you from praising God, from believing by faith, having active faith that you're saying what God's saying. Amen. Verse number 19, the second part of the verse. And then the Kenzites, uh, they're hunters. The devil's hunting after you. You realize that the devil has a meeting just like he did as he come against Job and he's looking for a weakness in your life. He's looking for a weakness in my life. But God, if he's our shield, isn't that something? 
the Kenites and the, and the Kenzizites and then the Kedomites. Kedomites, this is the ancient ones. This is the old serpent from the, from the very beginning. Verse 20. And the Hittites, the things that brings terror in your life. Do you ever wake up afraid? Terrorized by some situation, some circumstance? It's the devil. But he said, I will give you a reward. What's the reward? That I'm going to, the, the enemy that has moved into this promise is trying to take it away from you. I'm going to be your shield. I, I'm going to give you that reward. I'm going to cause you to be able to possess the land. In other words, that promise, Jesus died to give it to us. We don't have to have any terror in our life. Amen. And the Hittites and the Perizzites, this is open country. This is a place without walls. Come on, God is your wall. Zechariah says that God is the wall around those who are of him. Amen. Uh, and the Rephidims, that's the giants. You got any giants in your life? They have to fall. What did, what did David do? He went and he picked up five smooth stones and he went to the giant. He went by grace. Tonight, all you have to do is go by grace. Come to the giant and speak to the giant. Tell the giant what you're going to do to him through your God. Don't let him put you in fear of what he's trying to do to you. You and I, we speak to that giant in the name of Jesus. Amen? And that one smooth stone hit the only weak area in the giant and Goliath fell. That's what you and I can do. We got to be in the place of faith to throw the stone. Uh, and, and verse 21, and the Amorites, this Amorite means a mountain. Any mountain in your life, any mountain in my life that's keeping us from the promises of God, keeping us from coming up on the mountain of, of the Lord, we need to, to talk to it. And the Canaanites, um, the Gergeshites and the Jebusites, I won't, I won't hold you, but all of these mean something. All, all, you need to study it out. Get you a strong concordance. Get you, open up your Bible app, however you want to do it, uh, on Esword or your phone or your tablet. And, and look at these. All of these mean something and they're at work right now in the earth. This is Old Testament, but it, it, it is still working in the earth. And so we need the Word of God. We need this grace, this truth to overcome. I need to see that God was fixing to see him send a, a, a Abram, who was becoming Abraham, into the place of receiving this land, receiving these promises. Well, it's the same way with you and I tonight. And so we need to let it happen. Now let's go back to, uh, to Psalms 28, verse 7. The Lord is my strength. He is my shield. He's my strength and my shield. My heart trusteth in him and I am helped. I am surrounded. I am protected. I am aided. Therefore, uh, my heart greatly rejoiced with my song. Will I praise him? So I, I need to get in the place in the position where I see that everything's happening in my life is, is to keep me from being helped by the word of God. Jesus said, when I go away, I'm going to send another comforter to you. One just like me. The Holy Ghost is your helper. The Holy Spirit is your helper. Uh, he want, we have to do the work. Come on. The helper just helps. He wants to lead us and guide us into that place and that promise of truth. But we've got to let him be our help. We've, we've got to let him show us a better way. 
a more efficient way, a stronger way, an easier way. Uh, I don't know about you. I've tried all the others and they didn't work that well. So go with me with that thought and let's see how our song, how our speech has this great impact. Go to Mark chapter 11. I just got a couple of verses here that I'll let you go. But I want you to see some truth. We're teaching this on Wednesday night uh, in part. This come up last Wednesday night. Uh, in verse 22, Mark eleven twenty-two, And Jesus answering unto them, unto his disciples, he said, Have faith in God. And, and we, t- we taught this, and you know it, that from the uh, Greek it says, Have the God kind of faith. Have the God kind of faith. In other words, uh, do like the, like God does. How does God do? God looks at a situation and he speaks to it. Jesus looked at this fig tree. It was unfruitful. It looked beautiful, but it had no fruit to it. So he spoke to it and he cursed it and it died from the root up, not from the top down, but from the root up. And, and, and so I need to look at my life and I need to say, hmm, if I'm going to walk and let God be my help, I've got to start talking like God talks. I've got to do what God would have me to do. I've got to speak the things that God would have me to speak. And notice what he said. Verse 23. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. Now, where was Pharaoh and all of his riders? In the sea. You and I, uh, in in Luke's version of this, we can see how the word is uh, translated planted into the sea. You plant something, it's not coming back. We need to plant some things into the sea. We, we need to see that we, we've crossed over the sea and we left all of those things of the past. I have active faith, you have active faith. I'm not going to let the enemy hold me back. You're not going to let the enemy hold you back. Let's speak to it. Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever. You got to say it. I got to say it. I can have what I say. So why, now I understand why the devil pushes on me so hard to come in agreement with him. He may not do you that way, but he does me that way. He tries to show me the negative part, the lack, the discouragement, to get me back into murmuring, like we were talking about. You see, we need to deal with some things. We need to say, God, okay, I, I, I see that you're wanting to, to be my shield. You're wanting to be my exceeding great reward. But before you bring that reward to me, I, I've got to let you shield some things. I've got to let you be my help. I've got to let you surround some things. I, I've got to let you be my protector in those things. So would you give me the word to, to, to speak to the mountain? Would you give me the word that will where I can exhibit the God kind of faith, the active faith that will change everything? And And so... Um, go with me back to the book of Exodus in closing. And I, and I want you to, to, to see Exodus chapter 4. Let's see what happens if we don't do it God's way, if we don't trust Him. Now, God is calling Moses to, to be this great deliverer. And you and I in Jesus Christ, that's who we are supposed to represent. We're supposed to represent the deliverer. And, and, and Moses has got a, uh, a, an argument for everything. But look what he says. Well, it's for sake of time. Read verse 10. Exodus 4 and 10. And Moses said unto the Lord. You and I, we need to be cautious what we say unto the Lord. 
Amen. And Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither heretofore, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant. Look what he says. This is his statement. Remember, you, whatever you believe in the heart, whatever you speak out, that's what you're going to have. He said, but I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. So all of a sudden, here Moses is. God has called him to be his orator. He, he, he's called him uh, to be the one who would bring the message of deliverance to everyone that is under the thumb of Pharaoh, the thumb of the devil, that is in Egypt, that is in bondage. He is called him his deliverer. But all of a sudden, instead of Moses accepting what God has called him, what God has named him, Moses means drawn from the water. See, the water couldn't swallow Moses. Oh, come on now, that's a place to get up and run. The, the water could not swallow Moses because God had already named him and said, I have drawn you from that water that's going to swallow up the devil, the Pharaoh, and all of his works. You've got to see who you are. You've got to see what you've been named in Jesus Christ. Amen. And, and not come in agreement with the weakness of the flesh or the lies of the devil. And, and so he says, no, I can't do it. So that's all right. God has a second best plan. He raises up Aaron. And he he tells Aaron, uh, then he said, you're going to be my priest and you're going to be my spokesman. And thank God, because that's how you and I come into this priesthood. Amen. And that's how we are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. Um, First Peter chapter two, down about verse number nine. And so that's who, how we get involved in this. But, but Moses here, he's got a problem. He's talking out of his feelings. He's not, he's not talking out of active faith. And so all of a sudden, then God has to go to plan B. God has had to go to plan B in my life so many times. But I'm to the point in my life right now that if I'm going to do what God wants me to do, there can't be any more plan B's. Amen. I'm tired of being bound. I'm tired of being limited. I want to get out and I want to serve God like I've never served before. Don't you? And we're going to. Now go with me to Psalms 106 in closing. Psalms 106, let's see what happens if we don't speak to the mountain, if we don't come in agreement with God, uh, then the enemy is able to come in. See, if I don't let God be uh, my exceeding great reward, then all of a sudden I, I, I've got a problem. I, I've got a situation in my life that that will destroy what God wants to do in me and, and for me. Amen? Psalms 106 Verse uh, 32, Psalms 106, verse 32, uh, talking about the children of Israel. They angered him, they angered God, also at the waters of strife, so that it went ill, notice this, it went ill with Moses for their sake. What happened to Moses? See, he didn't let God be his shield. He didn't let God be his strength in this situation, in this area in his life. So God could not bring that protection around him. And so all of a sudden, here we are. We're, we're 40 years into the future. See, we think that because nothing happened when we disobeyed God, that everything's going to be okay. See, God's a great God of grace. Come on, he gives, keeps giving us grace and mercy. He keeps wanting us to get to that place of sanctification, that place of active faith. So all of a sudden we go to the end of Moses' life. 
It went ill with Moses for their sake, verse 33, because they provoked his spirit. What happened? So that he spake unadvisedly with his lips. Because he didn't give this to the Lord in the beginning and do what God called him to do. All of a sudden, he speaks ill-advisedly. You and I know the story. What happens? God says, you go up on the mountain and you look at the promised land, but you will never enter into it. Now, there's nothing wrong physically with Moses. He's 120 years of age. The Bible says that his strength is not abated. His eyes are not dim. I mean, he was a man's man. But he couldn't enter in. And it's time. So the lawgiver, the law had to die that Jesus, Joshua, grace could come into into that place of foremost in people's lives. We understand all that. But he had to die before he came into the promises. So the, the promise was, God said that I could let my speech be seasoned with salt. That my tongue could be like Jesus. Jesus spoke as many waters. He, he spoke words that that fed those who were hungry, that gave sustenance and gave water to those who are in need. That's who you and I are supposed to be. That's what Moses was supposed to do. But he didn't do that. He didn't let uh, the Word of God be his active faith. In other words, so he had to die in that situation. He couldn't come to the promises. So you and I, we're going to come to the promises. Amen? We're going to say, God, I am who you say I am. I'm going to speak to the mountain in the name of Jesus. I'm going to have the God kind of faith. I'm going to see some things cast into the sea, and I'm going to let God be God. Amen? That's what we have to do. In closing, I want you to consider this. I love this. This this is kind of cute. Um, there was a, a man riding on a donkey. He rode across a, a, a long journey as he was coming into this town, this gold rush town in the uh, in California back in the 1800s. This is supposedly a true story. I think it's so funny how we get folklore and we get it mixed and all of these things. But as he rode into this town, he, he got to looking on the edge of the trail and he saw something, a, a, a little spot of something with two things sticking up on it. And he, he was watching that as he, as he rode that donkey, getting closer and closer to it. And as he got closer and closer to it, his eyes were starting to focus on what he was seeing and what he couldn't understand at that distance. And see, that's the way it is with you and I. The further we are away from the Lord, we can't focus on what God has for us, what God is doing for us. But anyway, as he gets closer to this uh, object that he's seeing, he finally realizes it's a bird. And that bird is laying flat on his back with both little legs straight up. And as he looked at that bird, he thought, that bird's dead. You know, I've never seen a bird in my life laying flat on his back with both legs up. And, and so the folklore then kicks into the story where he looked at the bird and, and he asked the bird, he said, what are you doing? And the bird says, well, I heard that the sky is falling. So I'm laying down here. I'm ready for it, for it to fall. And if it falls, I'm going to catch it. And the, the old miner looked at the, at, at, and the folklore looked at the bird and he said, uh, those little legs couldn't hold up nothing. And the bird said, I'm going to do what I can do. You're going to do what you can do. 
and the Lord will fill in the gap. Amen. So the, the moral of the story is God used this to teach this uh, minor that when God's involved in something, when God is active in something through Jesus Christ, his son, it don't matter how weak and frail something looks. The Lord is the strength that you need. Amen. And so tonight I want you to, to take those weak things. Paul said that when we give the Lord the weak things, when we realize how weak we are in ourselves, that's when we're really Isn't that something? So tonight, you are strong. Let that word that was in Christ Jesus, let it be in you. Let that word that was in uh, Paul and Peter and James and John, let that word dwell in you. Let it dwell in me. And let's be strong. Amen. And right now, it looks like the sky's falling. But you and I know that the sky's not going to fall. It's going to split. And when it splits... We got a hope. We got a confidence. Amen. We've got a Jesus that's coming after us, but till he comes after us, we're going to be faithful to do what he's called us to do. And we're, and he's going to hold it up for us. Amen. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for this wonderful group of people. I thank you for this time in your presence. I thank you for the power of your word. Lord, right now, show us those things that are keeping us from the promises. If there's anything that we have terror, in other words, fear that's working in our life. If we have any mountain that we need to speak to. If we have anything that is ancient of the devil that is trying to hold us back. If we have any giant situation. Lord, you even called one of those uh, of the Canaanites. Uh, you, you said they were a peddler of lies. Right now, if there's anybody starting right here with myself that's believing a lie, a Canaanite. Lord, let us speak to that mountain. Let us speak to that uh, thing that is trying to possess the promised land, the promises of God. Let us have the God kind of faith where we can be active and we can receive everything that you have promised us. Lord, let it be. Let us leave here in a new place of freedom and liberty like never before. We'll be quick to praise you for it. Oh, let it be. Touch and draw. Bring truth right now. In Jesus' name. Would you come tonight and say, Lord, here I am. I, I've heard these words. I've, I've seen the Old Testament come into the New Testament. And I've seen that if I don't deal with some things, it don't matter how much time is going by, that ultimately I'm going to lose out on God's best. See, Moses was so strong in the flesh. Like I said, he was so strong that God had to just, for back of letter word, he had to just kill him. He had to just take him. So you and I, we can be strong in the flesh and we can live and die in ourselves and miss out on those promises. Let's lay that flesh down and let's let God take us to this place of active faith, this place of pure promise, this place of provision. Would you come tonight and let us pray with you? Would you come tonight and just lay your your very heart on the altar and say, Lord, here I am. I, I, I want you to be my strength. I want you to be my shield. I want you to be everything. And I'm going to praise you ahead of time. I'm going to honor you. I'm going to say I have it, just like your word says I have it, no matter what it looks like or feels like, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.